Have you ever seen a burlesque baking show? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I chat with two performers who are taking their talent off strip and onto your screens with Sweet Spot TV. Imagine a sexy Martha Stewart living in a talking house. It's funny, femme, and very Vegas. We talk with creators Melody Sweets and Melissa King-Jules about what it takes to make your creative dreams come true in Las Vegas. It's Monday, February 27th, 2023. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Melissa and Melody, thank you so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. You two are both longtime performers. And Melody, you were in absinthe as the Green Fairy. So you've been on the strip, which is super exciting. But you also just started a new web series called Sweet Spot. I watched an episode and I feel like it's burlesque baking variety show is how I would describe it. Exactly. Yes. Pushing the limits. (laughs) Yes. The first thing I want to ask you is, why is Las Vegas the perfect place to do your own creative project? And Melody, you you want to go first? Sure. I, I think Las Vegas is unique because people from all over the world come here to perform on the Strip. Mm-hmm. So you have these extremely talented performers from all over the world at the top of their game here. And you get to know other performers here on the strip and to be able to combine everybody's talents is something that you can't do in very many other places. Mm. Melissa, would you agree? Do you have, you want to add to that? Uh, Yeah. I mean, Las Vegas has an incredible talent pool, right? A lot of really creative people. And also I love the Las Vegas style. Mm. You know, there's a lot for me as a designer, there's a lot to pull from there that Real classic Las Vegas vintage kitschy vibe. Ah. It's very cool, and we we've pulled that into this show quite a bit. Very cool. I love that. You know, I always try to think about like what is Vegas style, but I think yeah, we lean into the vintage components of our identity when when we talk about Vegas style. So Melody, you know, we've seen you on the billboards for Absinthe. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> That's kind of nuts to see yourself that big. But how did it feel to leave that seven-year role? Oh, it was just time for me to go. I was there for a very long time. I was there since the beginning. And, you know, I'm just honored to have been a part of such an awesome show. I'm honored to have been able to create something that still exists on the strip today. Mm. Honored to have been able to sing my own original music. And, you know, so I was... I had a lot to be thankful for and excited for when I was in that show. And but, you know, it's always room to grow and and to do more things. And they found me in New York. I was producing my own shows in New York and I always loved producing and creating new things. Mm -hmm. And and it was, you know, it was just time. Yeah. And so, okay, so you're not new to this. You're true to this. You've been producing shows. It's it's been your jam. I love it. Melody was producing um, a lot of her own shows, even while she was in Absence. She had like several shows at the oh. Smith Center. She also used the Absence tent. Uh, yeah, and she but... would be bringing performers in from all over the country 
to come and perform in her shows. That's kind of where the genesis of the idea of Sweet Spot mm-hmm. came about when we got together and we started talking and throwing around ideas. Yes. And I do want to talk yeah. about that, the soup, right? What are we putting in the soup for the show? So like, what what are some <laughs> things you can do on your show that maybe you couldn't do creatively on the strip? Everything. You can do whatever you want on film, which we are finding out, you know, we have Lightforge Studios, they filmed it, they're editing, they have also a lot of creative input. So in post, they're creating, you know, like you saw in episode one, there's a lot of fun additional, you know, visuals and stuff like that. Yes, animation. Yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. We can have moving, flying, talking puppets and burning blueberry pie spaceships. Hi, I'm Melody Sweets and welcome to my kitchen. Aren't you forgetting someone? Oh, and my gorgeous house. Greetings. And this is my sweet friend, Sprinkles. Hey, everybody. Oh, is this the part I can tell by origin story? Not now, Cupcake. But you said I could. Okay. Although I'm sure you can do that on the strip, it would be very difficult <laughs> to do. So it, it allowed us to be even more creative and really we had no limitations, which was something it's actually kind of hard to relearn, you know, mm. because you're used to a live show kind of limitation where, you know, but this is something new. And because we're self-produced, you know, there's nobody telling us we can't. <laughs> mm. And I used Melody and I in the writing process, the only people putting all the ideas out and listening to each other and creating this whole new world, um, we really just kind of didn't hold back. And mm. no ideas were bad ideas, you know. Freedom. This is definitely like the dream, right? To just yeah. be able yeah, to create, create freely. Freedom. Yeah. So how many people are on the team? The three of us, Melissa and I, a.k.a. Miss Tickle, uh, we have worked together for many, many years. And we started to put together a live show with a similar concept. It was a bit more glamorous and a a lot more heavy on the burlesque. Mm -hmm. But once the world shut down, we decided to use this other medium of TV and then Anais came in and she has such a very different perspective than the two of us in terms of comedy. And it then took on this life of its own and became this very unique, never seen before kind of cooking show, okay. you know. You said Anais, as you know, and I'm curious, like, how would you describe Anais for somebody who doesn't know? She is a genius comedian a fearless performer and a brilliant creator with a really big heart and a lot of energy. (laughs) I love her already. (laughs) Well, I think about that. Like you you were mentioning, okay, how does something transition from being live where you get that audience energy that kind of fills us up sometimes and shift it into, okay, now it's just being recorded. You got to kind of really imagine your audience, look at the camera. But like, what were some of the other really big obstacles with pivoting this live burlesque show to the screen? And what do you feel like you gained or lost? Yeah, it's such a different way to work, right? Because you're breaking down all these scenes into different ways and you then you you have the whole editing process. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it kind of opened up so much for us. I mean, for me, if I have this idea, a lot of my stuff 
kind of comes from transforming costumes and, you know, kind of turning things around, doing things unexpected. There's so much more you can do mm. when it's not live. <laughs> you can create all sorts of magic. You can create a world. Yeah. And, you know, you get time, you could get time to tweak it and perfect it and change it. Yeah. One of the benefits, one of the benefits is, is if you don't like what you just did, you can redo it. Mm. Unlike live, you can't. It's, Roll with there it. You have it. It's there, you know. But on the other hand, you also, like you said originally, it's very difficult to read how the audience is going to like it, you know, it, and that is very different for me mm -hmm. because live, you feel it, you know, if they're not liking it and you can pivot to try to make them happy, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it was always a fun challenge for me. I, I enjoyed that. And I also enjoy instant <laughs> gratification. <laughs> so, you know, always, but in this sense, it was unexpected instant gratification in performing with my friends. My friends were behind the cameras. My friend was directing. My friend dressed me. My friends helped create this. So it was, it wasn't a live experience, but I still was happy in the process, extremely happy in the process. Yeah. And we also had just an amazing experiences on set because mm -hmm. we, for a, there's a lot of people involved in every <laughs> episode. And so you also, apart from the wonderful team at Lightforge, they have all the other people kind of crowding around, looking around the corner, watching what's happening. We're all rolling over, trying not to laugh, make any noise. It was re a really great experience. It was a lot of fun. And the energy was, the energy was crazy. There's yeah. a lot of bloopers coming. <laughs> Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So you were saying, you know, my friend dressed me, my friend did this. So it's it's very women led. Oh, yeah. And as I was watching it, it like I, I caught like little notes of feminism. But then it was like, all right, we've got boobs. We've got mirror glaze. We've got, you know, just kind of like these conversations that are so playful. But you know what I was looking for that I was missing was male booties. Are they coming? Okay. They're coming. <laughs> They're coming. Don't worry about I it. I love you so much right now. This is what was really fun. 
<laughs> we are very inclusive. <laughs> I'm I'm really happy that you picked up on a little bit of the feminism in there. I you know, because this is first of all, I believe a very entertaining, sexy, fun, lighthearted show. Mm-hmm. But you can peel back the layers there if you want to. And there's gonna be stuff coming up with some layers. <laughs> With some layers. Oh, yeah. Lots of flavor. Lots of flavorful layers. Yeah. Some crunchy, some creamy. Yeah. 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 It's very inclusive and diverse and just rich. And, you know, so there'll be some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm really interested to see what the reactions are. <laughs> right. And like there's different bodies as well present in the show. How much thought did y'all put into who was shown, who's seen in this in the show? For me, casting, well, we all kind of cast. Uh, We all brought in people we thought would be perfect for, you know, those scenes and those roles. I tend to be loyal to the burlesque community in the sense of if it's a burlesque style moment, I would like authentic burlesque performers to be a part of that. So that's kind of where I come from in in trying to bring in people. the inclusivity is intentional, but also natural because these are the people we love. Yeah, there wasn't so much a let's choose this person because of that. It was more, these are our friends. These are our colorful friends who want to be involved and, and maybe do it for a very little amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> They're willing to invest in the future of the show. Exposure, exposure. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So what do you think the audience will most enjoy about Sweet Spot? I think they will enjoy the playfulness of it. The fact that we are not taking ourselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. I think that they will enjoy the creativity of it and the humor. It's entertainment. It's not just a cooking show. Mm -hmm. You know, you will get some cooking tips and later on we will have the recipes and stuff like that. But it is more to entertain. It's aesthetically beautiful. It's lush and it's colorful and it's joyful. And there are lots of twists and turns in the plot and the characters that come up. Uh, There's a lot to enjoy. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. So how does Las Vegas show up in Sweet Spots? What are the ways? Well, first and foremost, through the performers. Mm -hmm. Most of the performers are here in Vegas. They're Vegas-based. The campiness that comes through is, you know, it's very Vegas in that way, Mm. especially the second episode, as you will, is my love note, I guess, to Vegas and my hunk of hunk of burning love. Yes. you know, we we have some outside performers, of course, Bradford Scobie, who plays Dr. Donut. He's based out of New York and uh, Scotty the Blue Bunny, who's I think he's in Germany Mm. now, but. We have a lot of Vegas performers in there that make it extremely Vegas, I think. Mm. Piff the Magic Dragon, who has a show here on the Strip, is in uh, upcoming third episode. Mm -hmm. That is a crazy episode. Nice. (laughs) And you would have noticed in the opening credits, the very Vegas-style house that Melody built is actually a cake. Oh, that's very old school, classic Vegas, right? Yeah, that mid-century modern style Mm -hmm. house is what my neighborhood is. I live in Paradise Palms, which is a very vintage Las Vegas neighborhood. And we pride ourselves on it. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's like that is also my little uh, shout out to my neighborhood, which is part of the reason why I'm baking, actually, because 
in the pandemic, I started baking to keep my mind and my body busy and, you know, happy. And I ended up baking for all my neighbors and it became, Mm. you know, a thing. And it's all very Vegas from the ground up. Also, even though we've created our own world within Sweet Spot, the location is loosely Vegas. You'll notice that the evil Dr. Donut came from Area 51. Ah. You know, so we're we're still kind of located (laughs) here, but we've created a magical world in that space. I think my love for Vegas has grown over the years. Las Vegas has been really good to me. You know, they really accepted us when we first came here with open arms and I have fallen in love with this place and I honestly didn't think I would. Mm-hmm. I'm New York at heart and it's a very different animal from New York. So I think it just comes out of a lot of love for Las Vegas and naturally that infuses into what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know if this could have happened anywhere but Las Vegas. First of all, the meeting of minds here and creativity. And again, like being able to pull on this incredible talent pool here. Yeah. And also there's there's something about the space and the quality of life here that I think allows you to kind of pursue things a little bit. You know, th- we this is this is a, a, a labor of love. It's a passion project. And if I was still in New York, I would be so busy running on that treadmill trying to make my rent that this couldn't happen. Yeah, I think that is so true that Vegas, I don't know, because we don't see stories about people living here. I think it's hard to imagine, envision yourself living here. But once you're in, and I think especially if you're creative, you can build a home here. You can build a life and you can build your dreams. Like if you're about it and you got the right team, I think you can do it. Why I didn't think I would like it here. Like most people, you listen to the media and it's you only think that life exists inside a casino and it doesn't, you know. It did take me a long time to realize that when I first got here because I also was not stuck, but you know, my I performed on the strip. I was there all the time. But then you realize there's an entire artist community. There's life, you know, it's like any other place. There's life here, of Mm. course. And you find your family and and it grows. Yeah. So do y'all have any advice for listeners in Vegas thinking about starting a new creative endeavor? Go for it. Try to not be afraid and just take one step at a time because things can always seem overwhelming. But if you have a goal and you have a vision, then don't let anything stop you. Yeah. Don't let people tell you no. Find the people that believe in you. Find the people you look up to and stick with those people. Yeah. People will always, always underestimate you. Just smile and use that as fuel and take that to your advantage, you know, and just be kind. (laughs) That always helps. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know, you see, it's very easy to criticize. But as when you're a creator, you look at what other people do and you go, Wow, I know how hard that was (laughs) to build. Yeah, and to release into the world. So we got to support each other and, you know, yeah, be each other's cheerleaders and find those good people and keep those people in your life. Yes. Oh, Melissa and Melody, thank you so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. What else is Las Vegas talking about, David? 
Well, Las Vegas loves international tourists, but the Australian red claw crayfish may have crossed the line, and that line was the banks of two ponds at our beloved Wetlands Park. Officials tell Fox 5 News they likely arrived by someone who literally dumped them into the water. Shame on you, person. The Nevada Department of Wildlife is pumping out the affected ponds in hopes of rooting out this invasive species. And speaking of tourists... Out at the Harry Reid Airport, visitor numbers have never been higher. So today, when the blue line tram between Terminal 1 and the D-Gates gets reduced to only one tram, travelers should expect extended wait times. The inconvenience is scheduled to last a few weeks to allow time for scheduled maintenance on the tram guideway system. No word on how this may affect slot machine action nearby. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. We know you're curious about Sweet Spot TV, so go watch the first episode on YouTube and let us know what you think. And while you're at it, share this episode with a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. It wouldn't even have happened because Pearl, the true star of the entire series, <laughs> I I wouldn't be able to have her in New York. So Pearl is her dog. What kind of <laughs> what kind of dog is Pearl? She is an American bulldog. Okay, and she's the best girl. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred and twenty pounds of love. Yes, for sure. <laughs>